podcast. <laughs> In the aftermath of Survivor Series, we saw one Bill Goldberg utterly annihilate Brock Lesnar in what can only be called a incredibly old-school Goldberg squash. But before we get into that, we have to cover all the Survivor Series card. We'll each give our thoughts on uh, especially the main event, which was, I'm sure, controversial. And, uh, well, we'll jump into that when we get there. And uh, we will decide, actually not decide, because it's already been decided, because the show happened. But we will see who won last week's uh, little game that we had uh, on the air. You also have to tell your toaster story. Oh, damn it, I need to tell my toaster story. Should we start with that? Uh, let's, let's do it, uh, after... After the break. Yeah, uh, let's do it as a break, uh, after the Intercontinental Tunnel match. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, let's, uh, get our contest paper scores ready. Um, because we didn't really know about the pre-show, and, well, who goes to WWE.com these days anyways, uh, which is probably where they announced it. Um, they probably announced it today, to be fair. Yeah, that's, to be <laughs> fair. Actually, yeah, it was today, I think, uh, because uh, I was res- listening to Wrestling Observer Live uh, while we were waiting for the show to start, and uh, Brian announced that they announced today that those are the two pre-show matches. So. so, our first match, we had Noam Dar, or Noam Dar, if you're half the announcers, Ritzwan and TJ Perkins uh, versus... Aria Diavari, uh, Drew Gulak, and Tony Nice in a six-man tag team match that was not an elimination-style matchup. So it was just a regular six-man tag team match. Entertaining. I mean, the, the crowd was definitely not into it because there was, like, no one there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. people were starting to fill in, so. Granted, TJ Perkins and uh, Rich Swan did get very good reactions. Oh, definitely. Especially during their entrance, because... Uh, a lot of the more casual fans, uh, to to the left of me, I had very casual fans. It was parents with with their child, uh, so they probably don't know who these people are because they probably didn't watch the Cruiserweight Champ the Classic. They're probably like the Raw type of people. They just watch Raw. I, mean, I was assuming, anyways. Um, I could be completely wrong, uh, but you could tell that that they enjoyed, they were dancing to the the Rich Swan song and TJ Perkins as well. TJ Perkins his entrance is just awesome for any gamer. If you're a gamer, you love TJ Perkins. Entirely true. It reminds me so much of Mega Man when I was a big Mega Man fan as a kid. And uh, Rich Swan is just he his, has his theme music is so catchy. Yeah, it's very catchy and his uh, his energy is very infectious. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, I apologize if my voice sounds a little off. I uh, I've lost we, it. We screaming. literally just came out of some survivors. Yeah. Uh, the, the person next to me actually said, uh, they looked at Rich Swan and they said, wow, he's the next Kofi Kingston. I was like, oh, it's kind of racist, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although I would argue Rich is probably a better worker than Kofi. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah uh, at least from the eyes of a casual fan, I would see that's a pretty big compliment. Yeah. Because they would see Kofi as this big, big star. And yeah. So uh, the the match went on for about 11 minutes and 50 seconds, exactly. Uh, and the, the winners of this match was the faces. Noam Dar, Rich Swan, and TJ Perkins. The baby faces. Yes. 
Mispronunciations are apparently fun for Stefan. <laughs> uh, uh, there's only uh, one highlight I remember from the heels in that is Arya Debari hit a really nice super kick, I believe, on. Uh, was it on TJP? Or maybe it was uh, Swan. I don't know. He hit a nice super kick on someone at one point in the match. We've just been through six hours of wrestling. If we forget little details, it's not our fault. We were just through six hours of wrestling. Blame. WWE. Always blame WWE and Trump. <laughs> hey, let's stay out of politics. Even let's though we're in Canada. This podcast <laughs> just got really political. Let, let's, let's stay out of politics, folks. <laughs> uh, so, the second pre-show match was Kane against Luke Harper. Um, the, the, the highlight for me in this match is Kane's Pyro Live scared the living crap out of us. So we were like waiting for, you know, for something to happen. And then all of a sudden, just boom. boom. And then Kane comes out, and I'm like, oh, I thought I just died. I saw my eardrums <laughs> just gave out on me, and it made a really loud noise, and it just scared me. But I was wrong. Oh, Kane and came out. The heat that came off his pyro, too. Yes. That was crazy. I was boiling. Like, like you, you could feel And it. it was cold in there. It was, yeah, it was really, it was actually <laughs> really you, cold if in If you the go ACC. back and watch the pre-show panel, I'm pretty sure you can watch Renee Young freezing to death. Time. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 she looked. She, she was, looked to be shivering. She, she was yeah. like all like, like clenched up, and you can tell she was really cold. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was. It was actually quite cold in there, which was surprising. Um, maybe they should have turned the heat on or something. But anyways, that match lasted about exactly nine minutes and ten seconds, uh, with the winner by pinfall. Okay, uh, and it was really a, a nothing match. It was just, you know, very there basic. Was, there was a couple good spots. Uh, two big men just going, you know, it, it, perfectly basic. Nothing wrong with it, but yeah. nothing, nothing outstanding. Yeah, that's right. So, Survivor Series starts off. Um, we have our first match. <clears throat> first match on the list. Uh, we have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown in the women's tag team match. Uh, let me just take a look here. Uh, Josiah, your guess was incorrect. Stefan's guess hey, was... What was my guess? We'll get to that in a second. Oh. Uh, Stefan's guess was correct, and my guess was incorrect. So Stefan's the only one that got this one right. Hey! Uh, so any highlights of the match for you guys? Um, it was a good match. I mean, it was a good match. Uh, oh, basically what happened, um, Nikki Bella was not able to compete because someone attacked her from behind, Natalia then replaced her. I'm assuming Natalia attacked her from behind. I think that's probably where they're going to go with that storyline. I feel like that's... Yeah, that's probably the way it's going to go. Yeah, for sure. I did like the match as well. I quite liked it. Uh, it, w it wasn't the best match I've ever seen. It was also far from the worst. It was pretty typical, really, for what I was expecting. There were some very good spots in it as well, though. Uh, like, uh... Was it... Who hit the outs the big outside dive on the pile? Uh, was that uh, well? I know um, Naomi did a dive onto uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, I saw. I remember that. Seems to me there's a big pile dive. I think that was in the the men's tag team match. Well, they're like the tag that, team but... tag team match. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're thinking. I don't remember yeah. now. Uh, I will say, uh, I, I, I note that surprised me, 
Well, it didn't really surprise me, but uh, because she reminds people of the divas, uh, Alicia Fox was booed out of the building when she entered. Yeah. And she's supposed to be a baby face, but the cr- crowd hated her. And she botched her finisher, too. Yes, she, she botched did. She, she botched that pretty badly when she hit Alexa Bliss with it. Uh, or was it Carmella? It was Carmella. It was, yeah, it was Carmella. I was happy. I didn't care if it was botched. Carmella was out of the building, and I was fine. <laughs> Jesse is not a Carmella fan. I am not. Uh, I don't see, like, it's it's <clears> like <throat> if you're giving me a cup without anything in it, and you're just like, here, have a drink. So what do you want me to do with this? It's there, but there's nothing for me to care about because it's really bad, and that's how I see her. I think she was best in NXT when she was with Enzo and Cass, and her role was okay in that, but... Okay, I will change that. She, it's like a nice decorative cup that you give to me with nothing in it and say drink it. Because if it's on the shelf, it is very nice there. Where she was not wrestling, and she was with Enzo and Cass, and they were able to, um, you know, to hide her faults, which was everything about her. And <laughs> oh, wow. Getting really that, hard. That is, a, that is a burial. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we get her, like, Poor Carmella, <laughs> completely buried by Jesse. <laughs> you heard it here, Jesse buries Carmella. Yep. She'll never Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Super but other than that, something surprising was that Billy was getting booed out of the building, too, at one point. Uh, because uh, she... Interrupted a pinfall. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think it was Becky Lynch was pinning, uh, or she had the disarmer locked in on... Uh, on Charlotte, or she was pinning her. And, and, uh, yes, it made, it made the save. Yeah. And uh, Bailey got a bit booed when she uh, eliminated Natalia as yeah. well. Um, but the thing about this, the match itself, quality-wise, was pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's abundantly clear that Charlotte, Bailey, uh, Sasha Banks, and uh, uh, Becky Lynch are, the are just... They, and even, well, I suppose Natalia, too. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't really do a whole lot of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- those ones are such another level compared to the, these other women. Um, yeah. Alexa Bliss has talent and potential. Um, she could work a little bit. But, but yeah, no, no, definitely she'll make it there one day. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked, too, was Nia Jax in that match. I found she did a really good job for, for what she was. Uh, and that was being, a, you know, the, the big, the, the almost like... Monster like, heel. Yeah, yeah. She's like a female Braun Strowman. Just without a beard. Not sure who's the better worker. She doesn't have a beard. You know, it's like, it's like if you see someone that you're not sure if they have a mustache or not, and then when someone asks you, you're, you you can't remember if they have a mustache or not. Now that you mention that, she might have a beard. Um, I think we just need to check our facts, but I, I, I'm I'm quite sure she doesn't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're thinking of a different Nia Jax. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think this one has a beard. Uh, I will say they did a good job for protecting her flaws in this match. Yes. Uh, high, they uh, highlighted her strengths, which is mainly power. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing that... So, I thought it was, uh, like I said, a decent match, but I'm going to offer a minor criticism. A minor criticism. Uh, I Actually, maybe not that minor. Uh the mix of heels and babyfaces on the same team, I think, did not work. No. No, not at all. Um, because... It made it hard to really root for one team. It, exactly, because you hated 
people, uh, you love people on both teams and you hated people on both teams. And uh, in this case, like, for example, Natalia was loved, but then... Uh, Carmelo was hated. And Carmelo was hated. And, uh, you know, it's just... And then Bailey attacks Natalia or whatever, and they boo Bailey. How how can you boo Bailey? Can, can I add a little more? It's not necessarily politics. Um, basically, what, what was happening is like if during World War II, Germany and the United States of America uh, joined forces to fight Iceland or something. Like it, it was really weird. Yeah, it's like you know, like what you have as the good guys, what you have as the bad guys. We're not going to pick a side on this because you know I don't want to get too much in depth. Um, but you put them together, it it doesn't work and it, they're not going to be cohesive. And I feel like that was the problem with all of these tag matches was that no one on the team liked each other, except for, you know, obviously like the, uh, the, the new day loved each other, but they hate, they're supposed to hate Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They, they despise, well, I'm not sure if they despise the shining stars, but shining stars. They should. They should. They should. It's a time, time for my burial. Josiah's burial. Josiah's burial. We're Anyways, all going to have a burial. So, by we'll get there. so, so for uh, the Team Raw versus SmackDown match, uh, for the women's, the five-on-five five traditional Survivor Series elimination match, uh, total runtime of around 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, the winners of that match was Team Raw. Yes, and uh, it's significant to note how it ended. Uh, Bailey got the pin on, uh, was it, was it Becky? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Becky. She beat Becky, and uh, Charlotte was angry at this. Because Bailey took her glory, and uh, Charlotte beat up Bailey after the match, and two massive heat, yes, nuclear heat, I uh, would say. Uh, at least that's what it sounded like in the building. Yeah, we'll, we'll have I to don't see know how it came sound. across on TV, but oh, in, we'll in the building it, we'll it sounded nuclear. Something. Yeah, yeah. The, the building was very angry. Yeah, yeah. So next up, we have before I tell my little story, uh, we've got the Miz, the Miz with Maurice versus Sami Zayn. For the Intercontinental Championship. And if Sami Zayn wins, the title would be transferred to Monday Night Raw. I like this match. Um, I know I, I don't think, Josiah, you were a fan of the finish. I was a fan of the finish. I was happy the way it ended because if it would have ended uh, same result, different, clean, or dirty, I would have been upset. Um, so I'll just give my little thoughts on the match here. Uh, your little thoughts. My little thoughts, yes. Not your big thoughts. No, my big thoughts. My big thoughts are uh, are coming up there for for some more discussions at the end of the show. Yes, but, yes. But this match was good. I really liked it. Uh, the Miz is the only heel that gets booed, so I think he's the top heel on SmackDown right now. He's a very real heel. He is, because no one likes him. <laughs> but I like him. I just like to boo him. I guess I guess I'm a little um uh what's the word I'm thinking? I'm trying to think. As a guy you love to hate. N- yes, but I feel like I'm being what's it what is it when you're hypocritical? Hypocritical, or... yes. Thank you for for when I I I'm mad when people boo Roman Reigns. Uh because I I'm the same way with the Miz. But, so, but you're supposed to boo them in. Thank, yeah, there, there's that too. But no, it was a good match. Um, I, I really enjoyed the finish, though. I'll give, let, let you guys have your thoughts before we go into details. What was the finish? The, um, there was a Maurice distraction, I believe. Yeah. Right. She, she rang she, the bell. Yes, and, she rang the yeah, bell. Yeah, she rang yeah, the bell. Yeah. Figure four. I, 
the finish kind of left me wanting more. So, I I think if Miz is going to win, having him win by cheating is, is good. Yes. Um, but this is my problem with the finish. It made Sami Zayn look stupid. All he hears is the bell ringing and he gives up. The referee doesn't tell him. Mm. He doesn't see Miz tap out. The, re- the referee always tells the wrestlers that this guy tapped out or whatever. Yeah, he'll break them off. Yeah, or, or just indicate, hey, ring the bell. And it just made Sammy look like an idiot. Um, I, don't, I don't actually have really a problem with Miz retaining. Uh, I think he's a good heel. Uh, his promos have been killer lately. Uh, he got major heat in the pre-show. Uh, and I major heat in this match. Um, his ring work is, like I said, not the greatest, but it's actually perfect for him. It's perfect for yeah, his heel character. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, so I have no issues with the Miz retaining. Although I, I kind of wanted Sammy to win because I, I wanted, I wanted the Intercontinental title to go to Raw. Um, yeah. I felt like that doing that and then have unifying it with the U.S. title was a good idea, but um, I, that did not happen. So it's always next year because we're probably going to have a gimmick. Well, I hope the brand split ends before the next year, but that's beside the point. I'm I'm not a fan of the brand split. Uh, brand split. I like it. I, I have some mixed opinions on it. There's a lot of good things, and there's a lot of iffier things, and there's some bad things as well. The one advantage is now that we get AJ Styles as World Heavyweight Champion, yes. which may not have happened if there was no brand split. Uh, and AJ as champion is so great but we'll get to that when we get to the team raw uh team smackdown men's yeah. match so um, the the miz won uh by a very dirty pinfall uh the match went for approximately 14 minutes and five seconds and the people actually all of us guessed zane every single one of us guessed sammy zane none of us got that one right gasp yeah i think we were all kind of hoping that the titles would switch mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, or the title here would switch but anyways, uh, let's move into our segue. What is your story? Well, the toaster story. It's oh a friend of a friend of mine, like his cousin's, my cousin's friend, sister, his uncle, his dog. Um, at a Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so when I was younger, I, people always put this case. Okay, so whenever, I, whenever someone tells a story on my behalf, they always leave out the fact that I was younger. So people probably think that at my age right now that I do this, which I don't. I obviously plug in the toaster. When I was younger, um, probably around 14 years old, uh, I thought that the toaster plugged in. Uh, and in that, the reason for that would be that it would charge. So I wouldn't need to have it plugged in all the time. So I put my toast in. I was really tired. And I, you know how like the toaster has like little... little dial to choose like how long you want to toast the toast and then there's that little thing where you push down so that they go in there and then they heat up um so i push down on it and the bread just pops down pops right back up and i'm like oh what what's going on so i do it again i do it again i do it again and it's not working and at this point i was very frustrating almost hitting the toaster trying to get the freaking toast and the toaster just, just trying to have my toast um i then Plugged it in, and it worked. Uh, so when I told that to my uh, one of my friends, I don't remember who I texted that to, the story spread, and the Jesse Toaster became famous after that. So 
that's my experience with toasters. And actually, this weekend, I found out how to use a toaster oven, because I never used a toaster oven. I don't have one. So I learned how to use a toaster oven, and it worked while I made waffles. Way too much syrup on it, but that's beyond the point. No such thing as way too much syrup. Maple syrup? There is such thing as way too much syrup. It is extremely sweet. <laughs> very, very rich. Yes. Speaking of I rich, know. we had a rich, uh, in the sense that it was awesome, tag team match up next. Uh, the tag team tag team match. The tagception tag, tag match. We already yeah, tagception. Yes, tag tagception. We had the new day, which was uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Sheamus Cesaro, Enzo Mora, Big Cass, and the shining stars of Who Gives a Crap um, versus uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, the Hype Bros, Sakurai and Mojo Raleigh, and American Alpha, uh, Jason Jordan, Chad Cable, and there was also there the Usos, and for a very brief moment, Tyler Breeze and Fontaine go. So, uh, there was a lot of strange decisions in terms of the orders of the falls. Yeah. Uh, so this this match, or well, let's just start with the guys coming out. Enzo and Cass got a massive pop, which is to be expected. Um, New Day as well. New Day got a great pop. Uh, and, uh, Gallows and Anderson got a great pop. Even, mm-hmm. even Sheamus and Cesaro. The Shining Stars came out to silence. Deafening silence. Yeah. Um, I think the person that was most over in this match was Heath Slater. Yes. He probably had like yeah. three or four chants going on for him. Uh, yeah, it was, we want Slater, we want Slater, constantly. Uh, and he's got kids. He's, he's got, got kids. kids. He's yeah. got kids. They marked out hard when he did get in the ring, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Heath Slater, I would say, was probably popped the most. I, I'm sorry, I had I had to boo the hype bros because I just don't like Mojo Raleigh. Uh, something about him I don't like. <laughs> Here comes the burial. Uh, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I'm actually gonna. I'm not gonna bury him Second too much. Burial. My major burial is actually the shining stars. At least yeah. the hype bros have a place in the card because they actually get a reaction from the audience every time the shining stars were in the ring. It was silent. And that's something from a Toronto crowd. Yeah, like in a hot crowd. It was a pretty hot crowd all night. And uh, considering it was a six-hour show, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they maintained the energy throughout the whole night, mm-hmm. um, except for well, we'll get to that. But I don't know why they keep trying to push these shining stars, um, and they act like they were never in the WWE before. Like this is some new act. But Epico and Primo were there years ago and are multiple time tag team champions. And they're like, yeah, they never won the belts before. And they never ran around with a little midget dressed as a bull. And everyone never happened. Everyone knows it's them. And everyone knows they've been there forever. And they have just not, none of their gimmicks work. And it, they're not terrible wrestlers. But at this point, they're so I think they're damaged beyond repair yeah. in terms of that. They're, they'll never get over. And uh, I I don't know why they were in this match. Uh, to be honest, Goldust and Our Truth are, you know, the comedy segments are a little too much for me. I enjoy them sometimes, uh, but at this point, it it's gotten quite ridiculous. But I would have gladly taken them over the Shining Stars in this match. Yes. Yeah, Shining Stars. I. Goldust and R-Truth, I, I, if they would have played Pokemon Go in the ring, that's something that obviously would have bothered me. Although I did like that on uh, on Raw that... When they did one, it the one time. The one time, it was fun. Um, but yeah, no, 
Goalless and R Truth are at least entertaining. And that's the problem with R-Truth the Shining Stars. Will always be over. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like Shining Stars, it's they're they're like a white blanket. There's nothing special about it. I mean, it does what it has to do. Like those three suplexes that they do is is really awesome. They they have they're it's not the work that's the problem. It's yeah. the gimmicks and how they use them. If they, if they weren't timeshare salesmen in Puerto Rico, I feel like I would like them more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I I'll admit for myself, I wasn't into this match at the start because uh, that that whole. You know, gigantic mishmash of baby faces and heels. Yeah, that I just can't, couldn't get into it. But by the last two teams, it got really, it got so great because Cesaro is amazing. Sheamus is very good, especially when he's teaming with Cesaro. And the Usos are a veteran tag team. And they made this work, they got the crowd into it. Uh, I actually, initially, I was cheering for Team SmackDown. Uh, but by the end of it, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus won me over. Uh, and they showed some uh, development in their characters where they actually developed some teamwork with yeah. each other. Uh, Cesaro, like, took a bump to save Sheamus and little things like that, you know. And, yep. and uh, I thought, okay, this is starting to work. And uh, Cesaro is just so <laughs> such an unbelievable worker. Uh, and him and Seamus actually make a very good tag team. Uh, so I think Seamus may have actually finally found uh, what he's good at. And like he finally found his niche. Uh, yes. Because he's always been a, a, a good, to de- like a decent to good worker, but never seems to have connected with the audience very well. Yeah. But this seems to be really working. Yeah, I mean, Seamus in the past... Mm-hmm. Um, well, as soon as he brought up, he won the WWE Championship against John Cena in a tables match. Um, so a lot of people there started booing him, kind of like the, the Roman Reigns treatment, I guess you could say, for uh, for, for newer Sheamus. Um, after that, Sheamus, uh, you can quote me if I'm wrong on this one, I don't think he's won the Tag Team Championship, but he's a multiple-time World Heavyweight Champion and United States Champion, Royal Rumble winner, Money in the Bank winner. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. I feel like he's had his place there, but like you said, he's he's never fit in. He's never he was there, but he was never something. He was never a big draw. A, a, a good exa- a, a good example is every single time he won. For example, he won Money in the Bank. Everybody's like, he shouldn't have won Money in the Bank. He won King of the Ring. Everybody's like, he shouldn't have won King of the Ring. He won the Royal Rumble. Everybody said he shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble. Every time they pushed him like that and gave him those opportunities, it wasn't the right time and place for him. Mm. They did it every single time. That's right. That's a good point. I I didn't think of that. I think that's fair. Um, So the finish of the match, uh, can one of you guys recap the finish? Yeah. Which match are we on now? Uh, The tag team. The tag team. Yeah. The finish was the Usos... Losing. Losing. Who was the last team Cesaro on there? Yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus, that's right. Yeah. Yes, it was Cesaro and Sheamus, and then there was uh, the Jordan, Gable, and the, the Usos were the last two on that team, right? Uh, Jordan, Gable... Yeah, the Us- yeah it was Cesaro and Sheamus versus yeah. the Usos. Yeah. And uh, how the ending came, um, yeah, Cesaro, Cesaro yeah. locked in the sharpshooter. 
and yeah. uh, one of the Usos uh, was just about to interrupt, and Sheamus kicked the crap out of him with a bro yeah. kick, yeah. and uh, then they got the tap out for the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the ending. I I had a lot of fun with this match by the end of it, and they turned it around. So I, I walked out happy with that. Oh, yeah. No, that was definitely one of the better matches on the card. It, it really took me off guard because it was, it, it was the one I expected the least to care about. Yeah. Because going into it, I'm like, oh, there's so many people away. Like, this is just going to be a throwaway. That's what, that's what I felt going in. But in the end, it was a very entertaining match. And, and like, it. even, like, the way it started, I was like, oh, God, what are they doing to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the New Day being eliminated, like, 10 seconds in was just crazy. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the, the order of eliminations was weird. Yeah. So, for the tag team. Uh, for the, the tag tag, we had Josiah got that one wrong. Tagception, right? Josiah had that one wrong. Stefan had that one right. And I had that one wrong. So once again, Stefan with the victory. Yes. Well, uh, so the next matchup, uh, we'll get into that and why our opinions of it in a little bit. But it was the Brian Kendrick. Versus Kalisto for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And if Kalisto won, the title would go to SmackDown. So that, if, if he did win, that would mean that SmackDown has the Intercontinental Championship and the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, but did, uh, I would say Vince McMahon, did Raw allow that to happen? Well, um, Kalisto's uh, entrance is... is much less impressive live than it is on TV because you see the little trampoline thing that he bounces on. So it's like, eh, kind of throws the magic away of him being this superhero that can fly or whatever it is that they're going for. Um, this match was insane. They had a lot of very good moments. Uh, Kalisto played the face very well. The crowd wasn't into it because probably half the people were either buying concessions, merch, or using the washroom at this, this point because we just went through a very long tag team match. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed this match until the finish. Uh, and we can talk about the finish in just one moment. I think that uh, this match, like, yeah, it felt like the crowd kind of lost a bit of steam. I don't think it was a problem with the match itself, so much as there was almost no build for this. There was virtually none. That is true, yeah. And they... With how they've been both the Cruiserweights kind of look don't like, have a character. They look like minor league geeks. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I actually I like the match. Uh, I thought it was a very good match. Yeah. Uh, There's some very good spots. Oh my goodness, that uh, Spanish fly off the apron. That was incredible. That was Hell insane. Insane. And uh, lots of other little things like that. Like the the uh, the. Um, the bully choke there, the captain's hook. Yeah. Uh, that Brian Kendrick did. He did it off the top rope onto Kalisto. He looked yeah. like he landed. Like, on his head. Uh, yeah, Kalisto looked like he died. Uh, and anyways, it was a uh, very good uh, in that regard. Uh, and Stefan is laughing. I'm not sure why. Oh, because Jesse is drawing Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very good drawing. We should probably share this on Twitter so people can see. Sure. Because this is making for fantastic radio. Um, I'll describe it. It's bald, has a goatee, muscled, and has tights. And chest hair. Chest hair. Wow, it, it describes many wrestlers. <laughs> um, 
Am but, I talking but, about Carl Anderson? No. <laughs> Carl Anderson, Steve Austin, Goldberg? Who knows? Um, so, the finish of the match. Uh, I hated the finish. Uh, the finish made me very I, mad. I, I hated this finish so much. Baron Corbin runs in and takes out Kalisto. And after taking out Brian after taking Kendrick. out Brian Kendrick first, so Kalisto uh, is disqualified, and Brian Kendrick wins the match by disqualification uh, to retain the cruiserweight title. I do not understand why they did this. It made perfect sense to for uh, Kalisto to uh, win the match and take the cruiserweight title to SmackDown. The reason being now is that they have to work Raw. And then they have to go and work SmackDown uh, because their 205 Live is going to be taped after SmackDown. So they're being paid for two nights, two nights, two television tapings uh, a week. And and they actually now have a ridiculous schedule and because they have to be on the Raw house shows. And a lot of them show up on NXT. Yes. And so I have no idea why you wouldn't move the Cruiserweights to SmackDown. Which is probably where they should have been in the first place, because Moro Ronaldo's on commentary. Uh, Moro would be able to call their match as well. Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, he he knows what he's doing with these guys. Uh, so I just despise this finish. What do you guys think? Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was the worst finish of the whole evening. It yeah. was the only match that left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin coming out did make sense with the storyline that Kalisto's in. Kalisto coming back from injury. It was not the time and the place. Nor, like, but what happened well, to his knee injury? He ran to the ring and he beat the crap out of Kalisto. Well, didn't he get injured like I, a week ago? I think it's implied that he faked it. Yeah. I think it's implied that he faked it so he can get out of the Survivor yeah. Series match because he didn't want to wrestle in it in the first place. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but uh, <clears throat> what... what I'll say to to that, um, just why not have him attack after the bell, like 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 let Kendrick win or Kalisto win, and yeah. just do a beatdown after the bell. Yep. That would have served the same purpose. That would have definitely, yes. and probably would have been much better off that way. Yeah. Um, but that basically concludes that one. So none of us got that one right as well. We all thought Kalisto was going to win because it made more, it made the most sense. But we all really wanted that belt yeah, to go to SmackDown. We did. It's like the Raw belt of the IC. We all yeah. really wanted to go to Raw. Moving on, uh, we had the match of the night: uh, Team Absolutely. SmackDown Live versus Team Raw. Uh, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Seth freaking Rollins. Match ran for nearly fifty-three minutes. Yeah. 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 It was about an hour long. And it didn't feel like that. No. Crazy moments happen. Shane McMahon Left, dive. right, and center. Shane McMahon dive. He didn't only dive, he practically died. He probably yeah. died, yeah. Uh, went for the coast-to-coast, got speared in midair, and got taken out. He, the rest started counting one, two, excuse me, and then stopped. And everyone was like, what, did he really kick out of a spear? Um, no. He was most likely concussed. And was not able to do anything, so they, they got him out of there. Whether this worked or not, nothing's been confirmed yet, so I won't be going and saying uh, anything about that. I think that looked legit, uh, because normally when it's work now, the referee actually throws the cross up with his hands, yeah. uh, because people used to know that used to be, oh, that's the injury sign. So they don't really do that anymore, uh, unless it's work. 
Uh, so I think this was legit. I think he got seriously hurt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hope he's all right. Um, I guess time will tell what it is. Uh, I'll have to listen to Observer Radio or something to figure out what it is yeah. later myself. I'll read the Observer. I'm sure Dave or Brian will have an update on that. Uh, I hope he's all right. Um, but let's talk about uh, the guys in the match. So I think it's safe to say that Chris Jericho was the most over guy the entire night, except for maybe Goldberg. Yeah, oh, right. definitely. Chris Jericho was monster pops yeah. all night, chant after chant after chant, Y2J, stupid idiot. Yeah. And so I, in this match, I see the top three over guys, uh, excluding Goldberg, were definitely Jericho, Owens, and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so, so over. Uh, like, the AJ Styles chants were so loud, so loud. And the Y2J chants were even louder. Uh, and Jericho, everything he did just got a huge pop from the crowd. Uh, Kevin Owens, the same thing. It's just... Oh, it was so, it was really special to watch these guys work. It was. Yeah. I Especially was, live. Like, I got oh angry with the crowd so a few times in this match, so. Yeah, me too. When it came to the Rowan Reigns, but okay, so this is what happened. Um, a big part of the match was the reunion of the Shield. Oh, Which was goodness. awesome. It was so great. Which uh, concluded with AJ Styles, I believe it was, being powerbombed yes. through an announcer's table. Now, beforehand, it was like, boo, Reigns. The children out there are like, oh, my God, Reigns is awesome. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's Roman Reigns left with uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And then they're like, boo, Reigns. I'm like, oh, my gosh, would you please make up your mind? And beforehand, the people behind me said, this is what they said at the start of the show. I can't Reigns. I can't wait. I can't Reigns. Yeah, that's exactly what they I said. I can't wait for Reigns to come out so I can boo him. Um, now, Roman Reigns was laying on the ground at one point, and I will admit that I went along with the chants because it was funny. Yes. Uh, and then I realized, uh, whoa, that's weird. So anyways, uh, so the chant, the fans were chanting, Roman's sleeping. Roman sleeping, because he was laying on the ground. Meanwhile, inside the ring, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles were wrestling. What more can you ask for? I guess Roman Reigns waking up was more important than uh, than them wrestling. And that's the, I believe this is the first time those two faced off on television in a WWE ring. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, Matt, but uh, uh, I know they've worked the indies before too. But uh, that, you know, that's a big deal. Even if, even if it isn't the first time, these are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, AJ Styles, I would actually say, is the best wrestler oh, in the world yeah, today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, no question. And, uh, you know, it, it, so we're, this is one thing we're all in agreement on, uh, three of us here. Uh, Roman Reigns gets much undeserved hate. He is a good worker, uh, not the best, but he is a perfectly acceptable wrestler. Uh, Given his level of experience as wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And he's actually very, very good and far, far better than the, the audience gives him credit for. And, uh, I, now, I admit in this match, when he came out, I booed him, but I didn't boo him because it was the cool thing to do. I booed him because I wanted him to be turned heel, but I actually really like Roman Reigns. Uh, I like his matches. I enjoy watching him work. 
I have I can't say anything bad about him. I mean, no. his, his his promos are not that great, but when he keeps it to uh, you know a few lines or less, they're actually very good. His promos you can't entirely blame that on himself either because the scripting. Well, was yeah, it's terrible. just terrible scripting, mm-hmm. and and really what it comes down to, the only person you can really blame for Roman not being over or anything like that is Vince McMahon. Is McMahon, yeah, Vince, uh, because he's insisting on pushing him as a top babyface. And uh, I think he's a top heel. Uh, exactly. But he's a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler and uh, gets much undeserved hate. And uh, now we should t- actually talk about what led to the Shield reunion because that was that was so great. It was. Um, so Dean Ambrose was eliminated because AJ Styles attacked him uh, during the match. Well, I think Dean, they started brawling, basically. They're on mm-hmm. the same team. Yeah. This is actually the point where the dissension in the teams made sense into the story of the match. So I, in this case, it worked. But having it in all three matches was really frustrating. But in this match, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Dean was eliminated after AJ uh, attacked him. And uh, then later on... Uh, Dean ran out and started mauling AJ Styles and uh, a whole slew of security came and uh, it was a massive amount of security oh, who, were, yeah. who were blocking him uh, and we think we may have saw uh, IHW's own yeah. uh, IHW's own James Liberty there and because uh, he's doing a tryout with the WWE at the moment so he actually may have been there uh, it could have been a different short haired guy but once again, we're going back to like the bald guy thing. So many short-haired independent wrestlers and even wrestlers in general uh, that it would be hard to tell. Uh, so when we watch it back on... Um, oh, then on, on we'll, we'll be able to confirm that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really cool if it was. But uh, yeah, so this like, you know, uh, a gigantic a crowd, an army of security guards are holding uh, Ambrose back and suddenly Reigns and Rollins look at each other. And the crowd jumps to their feet. And Reigns and Rollins start attacking the security guards while Ambrose attacks them too. The crowd loses their mind. We're all, uh, I admit, I was flipping out. I was marking out. The whole crowd was full. I was was jumping up and down. I saw the crowd not having it. Like, it was so great. It was so great. And they do the shield powerbomb to AJ Styles through the German announce table, I believe it was. Yeah. Well, one of the announce tables, anyways. I think it was, in uh, it was just so awesome. Uh, and then we actually had to talk about the spot before that, too, to eliminate Braun Strowman. Uh, before that happened, uh, we had... The, the Shane McMahon dive from yes, the top rope to the, the announcer's table. Bra- Bra- yeah. Braun Strowman was put on the announce table, and he dove... Uh, dive from the uh, top turnbuckle and did a flying elbow drop and Braun Strowman was counted out but Braun couldn't get back in the ring for some reason because it appeared that someone was holding his foot and little did he know that James Ellsworth was hiding under the ring and James Ellsworth grabbed Braun's foot and kept him from getting back in so he was counted out and uh, then Braun proceeded to chase and and destroy Mr. Ellsworth throwing him off the stage through a table it was great. He looked like uh, he died. Uh, yeah. uh, one thing I'll say about Braun in this match, he, he he's pretty horrible as a worker, but they did a really good job highlighting his strengths and hiding his weaknesses. He is the world's okayest wrestler. As, as Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho said in their podcast today, which we'll actually mention before we finish up. Yeah. Finish up here. We're actually 
Uh, we're getting close to the end here. But uh, were there any other highlights of the matches for you guys? Oh, my gosh. I just thought the RKO. On, the on Rollins. Yeah. Oh, Frog my splash, goodness. Oh, that was, was that. Beautiful. That was great. Man, Randy Orton's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, he, he is a little uh, a slow pace worker, but everything he does looks so good and smooth. He also had the epic flying RKO on the Braun Strowman right on the yeah. table. Yeah, that's true, too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did he one, a good one on Jericho, too? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, Three RKOs all out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so, one final note that I have for this match. Um, watching AJ Styles. This is the first time I've ever seen him live. And we are everyone already knows he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he is so much better <laughs> than I thought he was when you watch him live. His work is so great. Uh, everything he does is just smooth and perfect looking. Uh, and his interactions with the audience, like he is the best. He is the absolute best right now. Uh, I would say, uh, I would, would oh, you guys yeah. say that's fair? I'd say that's, that is, that's a very fair Definitely assumption. fair, and he definitely deserves all all the uh, the attention he's getting from the WWE as the SmackDown WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he, he definitely has it. Yes, yes, the infamous it. He definitely, like, uh, a good, like, is a really good example of somebody really earning their keep and getting their due. Yeah, and, like, I think he's a modern-day Ric Flair. Uh, now, yeah, yes. like, similar story, worked all over the place outside of the WWE, uh, multiple world championships, comes to the WWE and wins the championship in his first year. Very similar to Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, and, but all, different styles of wrestling, of course, but he's the kind of guy that doesn't matter really what you do with him. He'll find a way to have a good match. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He, he made Braun Strowman look great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there was... There was so much uh, highlights from this match. Um, we got to talk about the ending, though, which was actually great. Um, first off, Bray Wyatt eliminated uh, Seth Rollins. Am I right in that? Yes. And at the end, uh, after uh, Luke Harper, I believe, interfered, and they managed to take out... Roman Reigns was the last survivor. And it was... Da-da-da. Uh, um, uh, Who was it? Who Bray was Wyatt it? and Orton. Yes, Bray yeah. Wyatt and Orton, yes. Yep. And the, so the Wyatt family, uh, if, or if you consider Orton a member at this moment. And uh, he had a beautiful sister Abigail and Roman and pinned him. And this is one thing I will say about this match. Uh, and one more thing, please. Bray Wyatt looked so strong by the end of this match. Oh, be definitely. Because he beat he beat Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And about darn time that this man wins a match on pay-per-view. It only took four years. They finally got him straight. So I'm thinking there are some big things in store for Bray soon. Some major feuds. Um... I'm not sure. Push to the top of the card, finally, perhaps. I can't see him feuding with AJ Styles yet because they're both heels, but uh, maybe a rekindling that feud with Dean Ambrose once him and Styles finish up. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure who Styles would go on to. Maybe Styles would go on a feud with The Undertaker. I, I think that Dean Ambrose is a really good pick for The Undertaker now. 
especially because Dean Ambrose kind of costs Team SmackDown the match, you could say. That is true. In a sense. Well, well sense, he, tr- yeah. he, tried, he tried to, anyway. So SmackDown, well, SmackDown ended up winning. But. Uh, but the, he did put AJ Styles, his through, teammate, through an announcer's table. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't help their odds. Absolutely not. And he also beat up AJ just in general. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. But regardless, really great match. Really great match. Uh, yeah. There were there were a few slow spots, but there was so much uh, great spots in the match that uh, you know the crowd was pretty much into it the whole time, other than just a few little brief points of where it was slowed down. But uh, that was uh, that's, just that's to be expected in a match fifty three minutes. Long. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, almost an hour long. That you know I mean, what? It didn't even feel like half that. No, no, I, I, I it, it felt like about a 30-minute match, so it was very exciting. Yeah. Uh, not for one second did it drag. Um, and I guess with that, we move on to our main event of the evening. Can I just say that the main event of the evening, um, is this is a fact, uh, for everyone that was making fun of CM Punk for having a short UFC match and tapping out in 2 minutes and 25 seconds, uh, this match was one minute and twenty six seconds. So, hey, good. So, if uh, if we, we go by the length of the match, CM Punk beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> that line of logic and, is almost flawless. And yes. You know what? Say what you will about Punk, but you got to respect that he tried. Yep, and so did Lesnar in this match. Yes, <laughs> but yes. clearly he is not indestructible. Because um, every Superman has his kryptonite, and his kryptonite is his, Goldberg. Hill Goldberg. Oh, severely allergic my to Goldberg. Yeah. Goodness. So we can actually recap this entire match. Spear, spear, jackhammer, one, two, three, boom. And so that's literally now, the extent of it. Let's talk objectively about this match, and each give our own opinion. Uh, can I also state that the building lost their collective minds? Yeah. Well, that's that's part of the objective part here we're going to talk about. Uh, as soon as Goldberg hit that first spear, everyone jumped up on their feet. And then Goldberg aimed for the second one. And the crowd popped even more. And then he hit the jackhammer. And at that point, I knew it was over. I, I had no doubt in my mind that this was it. Uh, some people would think that this was the typical Lesnar match. He's going to kick out and keep yeah. going. But I, I knew it. I knew this was it. And one, two, three. And uh, the reason I knew was that because I grew up watching WCW, and that's how many of Goldberg's matches went. And uh, But let's talk objectively here. The crowd popped so huge for this. Uh, loud, I would say probably the loudest pop of the night. Would you guys? That is Jericho. Yeah. Um, and... The Goldberg chants were deafening. Were deafening. Oh, were deafening. We were walking out of the Air Canada Center and people were singing Goldberg's name. It was it was actually really cool. Uh, I've never really experienced that before. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Goldberg was very much so loved, I'd say, by at least 80% of the audience here. The, uh, the other 20% were demanding a refund. So... And some of her even screaming that in the washroom, which I found was kind of weird. I was standing outside the washroom, and a random stranger, I think me, me and Hunter were talking at this point about the match, mm-hmm. and a random stranger came up to us and was like, we need a refund, and started freaking out about Goldberg. 
He's like, this match had so much build up to it, and blah, 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 and all this negativity. I was like, the card was good. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was a great show, but... But that last minute ruined my life. Yep, that last and, minute ruined my life. That's yeah. right. And that's an example of a, a wrestling fan. Not because we take wrestling seriously, but we don't we don't take it like that. Yeah, I don't take it personally. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's not personal. Uh, if a booking decision happens that I don't like, I might be angered or frustrated with it. Yeah. But but I don't I don't take it personally because I. Um. I really just try to enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, now, if something sucks, something sucks. Like that Kendrick Kalisto ending, that was horrid. It's yeah. terrible. But, uh, okay, so uh, what we'll do, let's run down the opinions this way of this match, uh, the squash match, really. Uh, I will uh, ask Stefan, give yours first, then I'll give mine, then we'll get Jesse, because I know Jesse's a dissenting opinion from mine. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the way we'll do that. Uh, so go ahead, Stefan. What did you think? I thought that, like, for the like, what it was, it was cool. That they also took really took the safe route, just in case, for any reason that Goldberg and Brock couldn't do an extended match, they took the safe route because this is something that everyone's gonna. Rem- it was gonna be something that everyone remembered, no matter what. But this will be something remembered more positively among more people. Because it really re- resonated with a specific generation, like specific generations of fans, particularly the children and the people who grew up watching WCW, are the ones who got the biggest appreciation of that. And I can really respect and enjoy that. Personally, myself, I would have liked to see the match go another five minutes or so, at least. I really did think it was an incredible thing that they did, though. Like, it, it blew my mind when the, the three count went and the bell rang. Like, I couldn't believe what I just saw. It was like, it was like watching the streak end again. All right. Um, so my opinion on this. Uh, so I am a little bit older than uh, Jesse and uh, Stefan here. And so I grew up watching uh, the WWF and WCW. And I was a huge huge WCW fan. Of course, what comes to the territory in that was being a Goldberg fan. Even though he's not the best worker, I, I still loved Goldberg as a kid. He was one of my heroes as a child. So I loved every second of this one minute and 26 second match. I loved it so much uh, because I saw my one of my childhood heroes again. It was the old Goldberg that I grew up with uh, that he just decimated people. Uh, and it's what Stefan said there. You, you thought that WCW fans could appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I, I was a WCW fan, and I got to see Goldberg be Goldberg one more time, uh, regardless of what, what, what goes happens after this. Uh, I will speak objectively about the where they're going with this in a minute uh, once Stefan gets into his ideas of it. But I do have to say I... Uh, not Stefan, sorry, Jesse. Jesse gets into his ideas of my my apologies. Um, but I, I did love this match. Uh, I loved Goldberg. Uh, one of the coolest moments ever was his son coming in the ring. And, you know, uh, he, he his son got to see his dad be a superhero. And I thought that was so cool. Uh, and the crowd really respected it and cheered for him. There was a Goldberg chance everywhere. Like I said, there was some dissenting opinion. But uh, I would say the vast majority of the audience liked what they saw. 
Uh, would you say that was fair, Jesse? Yeah, I definitely say that was fair. Uh, but do I agree with it or not? That's completely different. Um, Here we go. So let's say let's use this in an analogy. Um, oh boy, he's breaking up you, the one AM analogies. Let's let's talk. I don't know. I'll just bring up Hunger Games. So I, I enjoyed the Hunger Games movie. If um, the Hunger Games, the last sequel, Mockingjay Part Two was one minute and 26 seconds long, I probably would have gotten out of there asking for a refund and um, not enjoying it. Now, it's it's hard to, to compare movies to wrestling because the average movie length is an hour and 30 minutes. The average wrestling match, I would say, is around 10 to 15 minutes. Nevertheless, they could have accomplished what they've accomplished in uh, a much larger time period. Uh, one minute and 26 seconds with ending ending the show with 30 minutes left really really was disappointing for me i'm glad that goldberg got his moment i'm glad that he won if if they do something with this fine if goldberg puts someone over in the end then be it i will be happy with that if this is it and goldberg is gone um they just took two years of building okay so there were let's say you're doing construction for two years on a building and all of a sudden it's like let's just tear it down in one minute and 26 seconds <laughs> that's a pretty quick that, tear down that that is my thought with this they put the tnt they set it off and it's done let's say that they they set it off it's done and they rebuild something much more beautiful i'll be happy with it if they just leave a giant hole in the ground with no explanation um, then I would gladly bury someone in that hole, and most likely that would be Carmella. <laughs> he goes back to burying Carmella. I'm just kidding. Um, back to burying Carmella. Imagine that. Back to burying Carmella. Yeah, but no, that's that's my thought. I enjoyed it. It was nice to see Goldberg. Um, I the the only thing I can say is I got to see Goldberg live. I'm not complaining about anything. Just the way it was done for me was a little iffy, but. Like I said, if something comes out of it, something comes out of it. So, does anyone else have a real problem with Goldberg going over? No. Uh, like I, I was perfectly okay with that too. I, I was absolutely fine with that because it's freaking Goldberg. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one thing uh, when you mentioned the uh, destroying the construction that they built. Um, well, it is Goldberg that beat him, mm-hmm. and Goldberg does have this aura that very few guys actually have. So in this case, I don't think it's going to hurt Brock all that much. No. Uh, but would you like to be beat up by someone that's fifty years old? <laughs> he didn't look fifty. Holy no, cow! No, no, it doesn't look fifty. Uh, I mean, he could probably take all of us at once. Yeah. Well, I, I'm okay with an old man Goldberg a little but bit. Like, but like, if he would have dyed the beard, it would have been like super time warp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I uh, I, like I said, I didn't have a problem with Goldberg going over. But uh, now, objectively, I can say, depending on where they go with this, I'm not sure if I agree with the decision to put Goldberg over. Um, because he, this can't be it. No. If, 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 if he beats Brock, he needs to do something else. He needs to go in the Royal Rumble. He needs to have a match at WrestleMania or something like that. And then that can be it. Mm-hmm. But... Beating Brock is a big deal. It means something. Yes. And actually, unfortunately, it shows the state of the booking, but it actually means more than winning a title. A lot more. Uh, because Brock is the man. He is the man. Uh, and 
objectively speaking, as much as I love this, I need to see where they're going to go. Uh, if they, if this goes nowhere, and this was it for Goldberg, there's no more Goldberg. I understand you give a very good moment and a very happy moment for a lot of people, including myself, because I was, I lost my mind. I was jumping up and down. I was chanting Goldberg's name. I felt like a little kid again, a little kid, you know, who used to watch WCW Saturday night and see Goldberg coming out and just destroy someone. And uh, that's, that was my childhood. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like a little kid again, but objectively, I have to say, if they are not going somewhere with this, I don't know why Goldberg won. I know he wanted to send the, the fans home happy, which it did for me, but we need to see where they're going to go. Yep, definitely, and I can, I can agree with that. Uh, so all in all, um, the when, when, just gonna going back to our little game here that we had, Josiah, uh, you had two points. You had the uh, SmackDown vs. Raw women, and SmackDown vs. Raw men. Uh, and actually, Stefan had the, the exact same points. Two points for both of those. Um, I did guess that Goldberg was going to win, and I did guess uh, the, the two Raw as well going over. So it looks like we, we all had the, the, the Raw women and the Raw men. Not the, not the tag exception match, but... Raw women, raw men. We both got Actually, raw men, raw, raw, Smack, raw, raw men. Smackdown's the one who won the match. Smackdown won the match. Oh, yeah. Okay, whoa, hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, so you got that one wrong. You got that one wrong. I got that one wrong. Two. Revote, revote. This, the election won, but the system broke it. Um, um, it's not, uh, Stefan got that right. Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 predicted SmackDown winning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did Stefan win? Yeah, yeah he did. Three. That means two. you only got two. I rigged it. Oh my gosh. Jesse cheated at I his own rigged. game. Oh my gosh! I am terribly sorry. Stefan is the winner. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> wow. Stefan wow. is the winner. So, uh, next episode, um. Since uh, we're probably running out a little bit of time here on this one, because uh, we did go a little bit over time from our predicted one. Uh, next episode, I think we should share the the talk is Jericho story. Next episode, yes, talk about yes, that. and we'll also uh, like do talk about like five things each that we would have changed about the show to make it a better show. I wanted to include that segment in this one, but we've run quite long as is, so we'll save that as bullet points for our next. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll definitely and make a list. It's, <laughs> we'll, we'll break down like the fallout on SmackDown and yes, Raw as well. And, and our, sto our story about Talk Spirit, but we're not going to tell the story right now, but we got to go to a live broadcast of, or a live recording of Talk is Jericho between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. And beside us was a very special guest. And Which, that's all we're saying. Yes, yeah. A very, a very surprising guest. Next and so we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger there. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed our little rundown of uh, Survivor Series. Uh, it was a fun show. Uh, and would you guys say this has been a great first trip to Toronto for a WWE pay-per-view? Oh, uh, yeah. 10 out of 10. This is uh, the first pay-per-view for all three yep. of us. So, mm -hmm. uh, All right. So you uh, out there, listeners, you guys all have a great night. 
and we will talk to you again after a while.